live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Welcome, 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 one and all, ladies and gentlemen. It is Live from America, the second hour of Live from America. Hold on, let me adjust the sound here. I know the sound was a little messed up in the beginning of this video. I wasn't aware that it was so low, but thank you guys all very much uh, for joining in. Today is, what is it already? It is May 6th, year of our Lord, 2021. I am your ever so humble God-fearing, and God-loving host of this wonderful, patriotic family of a show that we have here live from America, and I want to say uh, thank you for giving me your second hour of the day. I have even copied this link already and went over to Telegram and posted it there as well. I have you up on my uh, Rumble app. If you do not have the Rumble app, I definitely suggest you getting the app. It's as easy as this, folks. Watch this. Check this out. So I'm going to go back to my home page here. That's my home page on Rumble. Just a news feed. And up in this top left-hand corner, you'll see three lines. You click Live from America because you're already following. And on the very top, you will see Live. You click that and you press play. And there we are. It's that simple. It's that easy. So I would say, if you can, definitely get the app. Uh, It's just as easy on the computer as well. And also, if you go to JeremyHarrell.com, right there on the front page, literally, as soon as you go on, you'll see either a pop-up that says Watch Now, or you'll see a little section that says Watch Live from America. And you just click that, and it brings you right to the page, and you click the video right on the top. So I would like to give some live shout-outs here, because that's what we do here on Live from America. So let's go ahead and do that. Randy Tin, uh, good evening, Jeremy, and everybody from Indiana, he says. We got Corn Pop in, as always. He says, about to slurp from my juice box. (laughs) We've got Lisa827, says, Jeremy, from the great state of Florida, the Trump DeSantis is the ticket. You got that right. We've got Adam Reeves in here. Very sweet one from South Carolina. Please, folks, when you tell me where you are, uh, also put your name in because uh, the title doesn't usually have your name on on Rumble. Uh, We've got Dina from Arizona. Raggedy Ann is saying she's stepping down next year. You're talking about uh, Psycho Saki? Psycho circle back Saki, she's stepping down? Well, she's probably been railroaded uh, without even hard questions. Imagine if she got the same questions that Kaylee McEnany would have gotten. Oh, she would have been destroyed the first week. Denise9904 says hello from Indiana. Carla Reynolds is watching from North Georgia at the gym, working out and watching you. Now that's dedication, girl. That's dedication right there. Thank you so very much. God bless you. Love you. Thank you for uh, tuning in. We've got Mindy from Nebraska watching. Becky from North Kakalaki. Becky Adams from North Carolina. We've got Sheila Serino watching from Italy. It's nice when I can see all the people that watch the show on, uh, watched it on Facebook and YouTube now migrate to Rumble as well. We've got Delta Dawn from Nebraska. And let's give a couple more here. Um, uh, it says Gittleson. From North Dakota, how you doing, Gittleson? And Gail Cratty says, glad to see you. Well, I'm glad to see you too, Gail. Thank you so so very much for joining in today. Um, I got a special show for you today, guys. I met an amazing person down in Texas when we were in Texas, when we were in Victoria, Texas. She goes by the name of Vanessa Hicks Calloway, and she's got some very, very amazing things for you uh, today to talk about to you. So I'm going to have her on as a guest. Um, and I'd also like to give some special shout-out to the following people. Trinette Mitchell, thank you so very much, my dear, for the Bibles. Um, anytime you guys send Bibles, that's incredibly wonderful because it's the best work that we can do for God. It's truly the best work we can do is to get Bibles in the hands of people who need them, not who want them. You might have two or three Bibles. No, no, we want to get Bibles in the hands of people who need them. And it's truly an amazing thing. So thank you, Trinette, for the Bibles. I'd like to give a shout out to Kyle Madison for the $50 monthly. That's a heck of a lot to spend a month. And I want to just say thank you for the $50 uh, monthly donation today. I'd like to say, uh, 
shout out to Steven Perez for your $10 monthly. It's huge. It helps more than you know, so thank you very much. Deborah Flickinger for your $100 one-time donation. And Holly uh, TSE, I think it's C, maybe it's Say, but Holly Say uh, for your $10 one-time donation. Um, just thank you so very much, you guys. You guys are literally the, the lifeblood of the show. Not only uh, inspirational, but monetarily and every other way you can possibly think of. The show could not be what it is without all of you. Please share this live video with your friends. We want to get as many eyes and ears on it as possible. I know that it's not the same video that uploads later. I think what we're going to try to do from now on is keep each show, at least until next month, till Rumble decides to uh, leave the, 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 the live video up. Uh, I think we'll try to keep shows to about 45 minutes. We want to keep them under an hour. That way they encode and upload a lot quicker. It's just the way it is with bandwidth. Um, also, like to give you a very quick update. Um, the America Strong page on my uh, on JeremyHerald.com. If you have um, submitted your business on there, you may have sent me stuff before, but this was a, a more efficient way of doing it. If you've submitted your stuff on there, it doesn't go up automatically. So, so please don't refresh and try to see if it's up there or or put like four or five of the same in there. Um, it goes to one database, which my web guy manually then puts them up there. He just this was a, a quicker and more efficient way to do it. So if you've already um, submitted your stuff and it's not there, don't worry, it will be okay. Also, the Rumble update. I just showed you the app. I would definitely get the app uh, and, and, and on your phone under the app, say that you want to be notified when each uh, video goes live. All right, guys, that's pretty much all I got for uh, for the beginning of the show. And now my favorite time of the show, and I know it's your favorite time too, giving our love and our honor. Even though Joe Biden has called for a national day of prayer and left the three simple letters out that make the most amazing uh, name or amazing word in the, in, in the dictionary, which is God. Joe Biden doesn't like God. Joe Biden doesn't want you to say God, but we would like to say God every chance we get right here on Live from America. So let's give our honor, our love, and our attention right now to the one and the only almighty God in heaven. And uh, we are going to be reading from Jesus calling. Oh, I love saying that name, don't you? Let's say it together, shall we? One, two, three. Jesus. Woo! It's got a beautiful ring to it, doesn't it? All right, May 6th, year of our Lord, 2021. Let's go ahead and read from Jesus Calling, the evening edition, together. And it says, it, it focuses on hope. And guys, one thing that Star Wars and every other fantasy movie in the world has ever taught us is that don't lose hope. Not that kind of fake hope that Barack Hussein Obama uh, tried to peddle. I'm talking about real hope. Hope in the Bible. Hope in God. Hope in Jesus. Hope in the fact that they will never, ever, ever let you down. It says hope keeps your soul. The eternal part of you safe and secure in the midst of life's storms. To be effective, your hope must be solidly in me, the Savior, God, who died to pay the penalty for your sin sins. When your hope is connected to me, you share in my vibrant eternal life. And boy, I got to tell you, man, my hope is so far. My hope used to be in people like Mike Pence. My hope used to be in, in people like uh, Donald Trump. And while I will ride to the wheels fall off of the Trump train uh, with Donald Trump, my hope is, is in Jesus. My hope is in God, folks. And that's why I was able to be so calm yesterday. And that's why I'm able to continue to persevere and push on. It's because of the inspiration I get from you and the hope that I have in God that he will eradicate evil and make all wrong things right. Okay? Uh, it's pulling from Hebrews 6, 19 through 20, which says, We who are holding on the hope of God's salvation's uh, promises have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure, it enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Malshadik. And that is Hebrews chapter 6, 9 through 20, 19 through 20. Then it says from uh, 1 Peter 1, uh, chapter 1, 3, says, Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Ooh, hope, hope, 
hope. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a yard sign in front of my yard that says Jesus is our hope. And uh, hopefully, uh, I can get them on the website uh, soon as well. Um, and then it says uh, at the end, before you turn out the light tonight, make sure that you've connected your hope to me, not just for now, but for eternity. And as you can see, my awesome full armor of God um, bookmark. And we talked about the armor of God this morning. All right, folks, thank you so very much. Let's get right to the Lord's Prayer, my absolute favorite part of the day. And you know the drill. Please say the Lord's Prayer with me. If you know it, please say it loud and proud. Let all of heaven rejoice. But if you have to, say it inside for the Spirit to hear it. Here we are. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. All right, folks, I know there's still a lot of people who have trouble watching the show live for whatever reason. I wish I was technical support for Rumble. I wish I knew more about it, but everything that I try, I've tried on four different um, electronic devices now to click from my website, to click from the link on Telegram, to click from links, and it all brings me right to this video, and all I got to do is press play. So I hope and pray that you guys can uh, get that all figured out on your end, and if not, just let me know, and we'll continue to try to work through it together but i gotta tell you it's a lot greater here than on youtube i get to say what i need to say we get to be truthful we get to speak god's word and we don't have anything to worry about right here and the audience is larger so definitely get your friends and family to watch let's give let's get right to it the first and foremost section of the day i want to get it right out of the way right now i want to give the smarty award and you know what this guy's starting to get more and more smarty awards and i'm starting to love him more and more how is that possible i don't know but he's almost right up there with donald trump and that is governor ron DeSantis, ladies and gentlemen Ooh, that's a victory smarty award right there. I love that victory sound. Let's play that again real quick for Mr. Ron DeSantis. He needs it. Let's go. Ooh, quickly becoming America's favorite uh, governor and uh, definitely rising in the ranks. But let's give Ron DeSantis, Dan, uh, Ron DeSantis the smarty award of the day today for what he's done in Florida. Not only today, but every day, but Let's specifically talk about today real quick. Ron DeSantis went ahead and uh, signed the strictest and strongest and best election law uh, bill into law today. And I'm going to take you there right now to listen to the man himself, Mr. Governor Ron DeSantis. So right now I have what we think is the, the strongest election integrity measures in the country. I'm actually going to sign it right here. It's going to take effect. Woo! Governor Ron DeSantis signs the elections bill into a law Thursday morning in West Palm Beach. The new law will mostly change the way Florida's mail-in voting works. We're making sure we're enforcing voter ID. Look, you have to show uh, a picture ID to do all these other things in society, clearly voting. There will also be several changes to drop boxes for ballots. But they need to be monitored. You can't just leave these boxes out where there's no uh, supervision, where they're in all hours of the night. So the drop boxes will be available only when they're monitored and during regular voting hours. The drop boxes will have to be at a permanent location, open at certain hours, and be staffed by an employee from the election supervisor's office. For some counties, like Miami-Dade, for example, most of these things were already being implemented. I think all the uh, governors should be doing what, what Amen. his lead. Amen. We are uh, very much in line with his um, thoughts and feelings for the Floridians. Hundreds of people began lining up around 6.30 a.m. to come watch the governor sign the bill. This was a ticketed event. This was a ticketed event. That, that Think about that. This was a ticketed event, ladies and gentlemen. That means that people are literally lining up like they do for Mr. 
Donald J. Trump. They're lining up just to see him sign bills. Is this guy not the most popular governor in the world right now? Is this guy not one of the most popular politicians in the world right now? I'll tell you why he is, because he's precisely not that. He's precisely not a politician. He's a public servant who looks out for the people. Let's read some of your comments real quick. Um, it's a Pooh Bear from Florida. Uh, says, I love living in Florida. Tori says, he rocks. Kathy 36 says, love our Governor Ron DeSantis. VMSS76 says, DeSantis makes me want to move to Florida. Um, uh, Jamie Salix47 says, shout me out, Jaron. I know Adam Reeves has a birthday today, and he said, please shout me out for my birthday. So, Adam, happy birthday, brother. Hope you have a good one, man. But Ron DeSantis, huh? Just killing it lately, signing, literally, the strongest and toughest election laws into place, which should happen in every single state. But you guys see what happened. You see what's happening, right? You see what's happening, don't you? Things are starting to move in the right direction. Um, now, I want to read something to you that I uh, that that was sent to me, and it was through email. And I'm not going to say the per people's name because I don't want to put them on blast like that. But I do want to read you the email, and it is about the CCP. Uh, virus vaccine. Let me read this to you. And it's, it's heartbreaking guys. It really is. Now I know some of you have gotten your vaccine. I'm not telling you not to. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. You know that. Okay. I'm not going to stick anything in my body that's still in research and is only approved by the FDA for emergency. I'm not an emergency. I'm fine. I'm not dying or on a ventilator. So I don't need to take the vaccine, right? That's just my, my, my take on it. But let me read this to you. Um, it was kind of muffled. It was kind of messed up in a few places. So I'll do, I'll do my best. Okay. This says, Jeremy, this has nothing to do with your show, but I feel I need to say something in capital letters. Please believe me. Just three months ago, I was able at 60 years old, 68 years old to outwork any two of our employees here at the motel. Now, after have taken both uh, shots of the vaccine, here is what I and others are seeing in me and others. We tried to tell, and he put that in capital letters, we tried to tell people, I took both shots of the vaccine and now one month later I have serious health issues in capital letters. I have shortness of breath, irregular heartbeats, abdominal distress, bloating, dizziness, hip and knee pain, and no energy to do even the lightest work at our job. Please do not take these in capital letters, he says. It is too late in capital letters again. It is too late for me, I believe. Sad that it had to be my own government that would find a way to neutralize me, he says. And I cannot even get home to see my family in the Philippines for over two years already. That hurts the most. Pictures are just one year apart. So he sent me pictures of what he looked like a year ago and then now. He says, pictures are just one year apart. This is breaking my heart that we have been targeted by the very people that are supposed to protect us. The government. God help my people. Um, I won't say his last name, but I will say his first name if he's watching. Arthur. Arthur, I want to tell you that's heartbreaking what you just said. Arthur, what you just, uh, what you, what you emailed to me and what I read and what I just, uh, read tonight, um, I, I, I don't know what to say to you, brother. I don't know what to say to you. You didn't do anything wrong. You did not do anything wrong. You did exactly what you said. You did what you felt the people that are supposed to protect us most, most urged you to do because of what they felt that it was actually going to do. But you feel betrayed you feel left behind and you feel targeted by your own government. And that should never be the case in the United States of America. And that is why we need to get rid of politicians and put in public servants. It's disgusting, sir. I'm very sorry about that. I'm very sorry that you even had to te uh, write to me and tell me that, uh, that scary, scary story, sir. Um, I want to go to some of the people's comments right now who might be commenting about this just to see what they say. Uh, so give me a second here to, 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 to go through and find some of these. Um, it's very hard. Uh, one minute ago, Darlene. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, I don't see any. I don't see any uh, any 
comments that are up to date because it's really hard. I, I don't know why Rumble hasn't set up like that. But anyway, I want to tell you guys something. Um, since December, since late December, when vaccines first started coming out, till last month, till approximately April 23rd, you're not seeing this number everywhere. Tucker Carlson reported on it. I did some more research on it, and he was 100% right. As of uh, April 23rd, which was just, what, not even two weeks ago, about two weeks ago, um, 3,362 people have died from taking the vaccine. 3,362 people have died from taking the vaccine. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot considering to how many people probably have gotten the vaccine, right? Well, let me tell you something about that. That's in four months. The average death from taking a flu vaccine uh, for an entire year has been hovering right around 900 people. Okay, so for an entire year, around 900 people die every year from taking uh, from result of taking the flu shot. All right. In four months, 3,362 people have died from taking the, 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 the covid vaccine. All right. Now, if you scale that out to a whole year. That's that's hovering around 10,000, 10,000, 11,000 people to die in one year. And you want people to take this. You're forcing people to take this. You are literally making people take this or shaming them or not letting them go to ball games or not letting them go to things when those are your numbers. Now, you're not going to hear those numbers on the mainstream media. They're not going to tell you that. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that even if I was on YouTube right now or I would have been kicked off. Absolutely disgusting. Wrong in every way, shape, or form. And... Um, uh, if you don't want to take it, you shouldn't have to take it. If you want to take it, you should take it. That's just the way it is. Same thing with masks. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't want to wear a mask. You do, you do want to wear a mask, then wear a mask. It's that simple, folks. It really is. All of the shaming crap has got to stop. Look at poor Arthur. Look what he's going through right now just because he was afraid of being shamed and thought that his government was looking out for his best interest. Meanwhile, damn near 11,000 people at this rate will die. And that's just what of what we know of. They want to tell you all the time about the people who die from taking from from COVID. They want to tell you all the time about people who die from other things, but they don't want to say anything about people who die from the vaccine. Absolutely disgusting. All right, we're going to move on, and we are going to give our first dumb dumb award of the day. And the funny thing is, I gave this person a dumb dumb earlier. This is the first double dumb dumb of the day. <gasps> double dumb dumb, folks, right here on Live from America. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. A double dum-dum. We're going to go ahead and go. Oh, I just missed that. Maybe I should get the dum-dum. The double dum-dum award of the day is going to go to Mayor Muriel Bowser. Mayor Muriel Bowser from Washington, D.C. She got a dum-dum earlier, but here we go again, folks. Here we go again. She is now saying she's pulling a footloose. And what do I mean by that? What do I mean by the fact that she's pulling a footloose? Well, she is allowing people to uh, now go to weddings. Ooh, thanks. People can get married. Thanks a lot, Mariel. Um, but she says no standing and no dancing. That's right. That's right. Kevin Bacon would be would be would be jumping out of his shoes right now, saying, "Let's dance!" Boom, da, boom, da, boom, chicka, boom, boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> anyway, folks, let's play a clip of Mayor Dum Dum Muriel Bowser talking to even a left wing hack who used to work for Fox News, and uh, you, you can you can be the judge. Here we go. Ask you about your new guidelines um, for reopening D.C. It's getting a lot of attention. Um, here's what you're saying. Beginning May 1st, multi-purpose facilities and menus may host events such as weddings, provided that there may be no more than 25% capacity in any room or up to 250 people. Here's what's getting a lot of attention. Standing and dancing receptions are not allowed. What good is a wedding without dancing, Mayor, and why no dancing? <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of good to a wedding, like people starting off their, their lives together and doing it in a safe way uh, and not doing it in a way that puts themselves or their guests in danger. Oh, shut and up. Let me be clear. Uh, on May 1st, we were proud of our residents and businesses who made conditions in D.C. such that we can start opening up these facilities. An alternate headline may be, now you can host a wedding uh, in Washington, D.C., a regional meeting. Uh, you can have uh, your friends and family for a family reunion and birthday parties at our hotels and restaurants. And just like our restaurant guidelines suggest, is that you have to be uh, seated to uh, enjoy the restaurant. 
Um, I see that. I see that. Um, we'll give you a minute for your your earpiece there. In the meantime, Governor, let me ask you about your restrictions. You're doing okay. Now hold on. That's not done yet. It continues. Here we go. Is there dancing allowed in New Mexico, Governor? Well, I'll tell you what, if you're socially distanced and you're wearing a mask and you meet the other uh, requirements with our level of vaccinations, um, yes. But okay. I will say. Right. And, and so I want to give the mayor, uh, it takes courage to be really clear about even what Allison. constitutes high-risk activities and behavior. Even Allison, a left-wing hack as she has become after leaving Fox and going to CNN like the traitor that she is, even she is like, this is stupid. This is truly stupid. Hold on. Here we go. And it is something that Democratic governors are leading in this country evidence-based. I I hear you. But, but Mayor, just just, is there any way that you would reconsider with masks on and, say, a a, a card that shows fully vaccinated that you don't have dancing? Oh, my lanta. We're absolutely considering opening more activity uh, as our case rates go down and our vaccination rates go up. And that's in our hotels, uh, and that's in our other... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. So anyway, no dancing. So no Footloose, no Kevin Bacon in Washington, D.C., nobody having dances. You just go to a wedding and you sit there. You don't say anything. You don't talk to anybody. You just truly go to the wedding and you just sit there. Welcome to the wedding, everybody. We'd like to join these two in holy matrimony. Okay, you guys can clap. Oh, but don't clap too fast because you might spread COVID. You might waft it around if it comes out of your mouth. <laughs> Woo-hoo-hoo! Anyway. <clears throat> so if you if you live in the city if you live in DC and you want to get married, um I I would definitely suggest um moving out of DC. If you live in D.C. and you want to get married, I would suggest moving out of D.C. Uh, let me just sa- make sure that I sent this quick invite uh, along to my friend Vanessa Hicks, who's going to be our next guest. And before we get to her, let's talk about racism real quick. Um, racism in America. Does it exist? Do you think racism in America actually exists i'd like to hear your answer on that because i believe it does exist i believe racism is real however comma i don't believe that it's racism against people of the skin color which is black and brown at least not on the systematic level that they say it is are there some stragglers out there who probably are racist 100 percent 100 percent but is america a racist country only against white people racism does exist against white people, against people who I call saltine Americans. And that kind of snuck up on you real quick, didn't it? You are now paying for the sins of your ancestors, ancestors, ancestors. Something that you had nothing to do with, something that your parents had nothing to do with, something that your grandparents probably had nothing to do with, but you will pay in the less woke-topia world that they decided that we are all going to live in. So, is racism real? Yes. Is it against who the lamestream media says it's against? No, it is not. Definitely, it is not. It's definitely against white people. And I'm going to tell you, here's another instance of racism against white people. I've been telling you guys about this. Every week we hear something else, whether it be segregated uh, segregated people, whether it be segregated um, uh, graduations. Remember, they had different graduations for different groups of people. Oh, yay. Um, Make sure that I'm contacting here. Okay. So uh, we we talk about it all the time. Well, now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there is a new fund, uh, and I believe it's called the Revitalization Fund, the Federal Revitalization Fund. And basically what this is is for small businesses to get funds in order to revitalize their business, to get their business back on track, kind of like a PPE loan, but a little bit different, a little bit different. It's actually something that you can go and you can sign up for and you can get the funds. However, folks, white people, white males, I should say, will be the last on that list. If you're a white male business owner and you're looking to get funds from the Federal Revitalization Fund, you will be last on that list. The first people who will be on that list will be minorities. Minorities. So I would assume black, brown, anything but white. Those will be the first people on the list. Okay, the second people that will be on that list will be women. So if you are a male, white male, 
you will not be on that list to get those funds. So you better hope and pray that you don't need money for your business as, as a white male in this country because you will not be getting that fund for your business. So go figure. All right, folks. Now we are going to bring on our guest. Uh, like I said, I met her in Texas, in Victoria, Texas, a wonderful, wonderful place, and um, wonderful people, as a matter of fact. We had dinner together, we had a lot of conversation together, and she's got a very, very, uh, uh, she's got a very uh, big opinion on what I just talked about, which is racism in America. So, before I bring her on, I will ask to make sure that her, her video is definitely on, I can see her, but also that her mic is um, not muted, and here we are, folks. Please say hello and give a warm welcome to Miss Vanessa Hicks Calloway. Vanessa, how are you? Oh, you're muted. Hold on. Yeah, you're muted. Give you a second here. Hopefully you can figure that out. I see it's still, you're still on mute. Okay. There you oh. go. Okay, let me do that again. Let me do that one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, here is Miss Vanessa Hicks Calloway. Vanessa, how are you today? Good afternoon, Jeremy. I'd like to say hello to you and to all of your listeners, and thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. You know, it seems like it was forever ago since you and I actually met, but it was really only mm -hmm. about 10, 12 days ago. Met you in Victoria, Texas. <laughs> Wonderful spot. Mm -hmm. We had lunch together. We had a lot to talk about. Um, but if you could, just let the people know a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you live, what you do, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. How about that? Sure, that's fine. Well, um, like Jeremy said, I am Vanessa Hicks Calloway. I'm a retired Lieutenant Colonel, United States Army, after 26 years of honorable service. And yes, I did deploy a couple of times in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom and in support of Operation Enduring Freedom, where I did receive the Bronze Star for OIF and the Defense Meritorious Service Medal wow. for OEF. I am married. My husband says I'm a keeper. I've been married <laughs> 25 years, and I have two wonderful sons. Um, I live right here in Victoria, Texas, where I was born and raised. And, uh, yes, Jeremy and I met right here in Victoria, Texas. And, Jeremy, I was very impressed with you, sir. You're like one of our generals out there fighting the good Aww. fight on behalf of patriots and warriors. And I, I can't thank you enough for what you're doing. And just one little added note, sir, when you sat down at that restaurant in Victoria, Texas, and you ordered the staple cuisine of Southerners, which was chicken fried steak, <laughs> I was sold. <laughs> Well, you know, that was my nickname in high school, chicken fried steak. So, you know, I had, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Southern style, you didn't get all cute and order some East Coast dish like cod or something nope. like that. No, you broke out with the chicken fried. Hey, I'm going to let you in. I'm going to let you in a little secret too. So when I was in, um, when I was in, I believe it was Alabama, Louisiana. I don't remember. It was one of those two states. They also made me um, suck the brains out of a crawfish, uh, which I'd never, which I'd never done before either. I said, I'm pretty sure that sucking the brains out of anything is not something that I want to do. But you know what? What's the old saying? When in Rome, right? Absolutely. Yes. So you're, you're welcome back anytime, sir. We'll have a chicken fried steak waiting on you. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay. Vanessa, let's, let's break into what I was first talking about when you first popped on racism in America. My question to my viewers was, does racism in America exist on the level that the mainstream media says it exists? And I said, yes, it does, but it's not against who we think it is. It's definitely uh, against uh, people like myself nowadays. Do you, I, I mean, you may agree, you may not agree with that, but we talked about this off, off, the, uh, off air. Can you, can you tell the people a little bit about what you see and what you think about this topic? Yes, I mean, absolutely. I am so proud of the work that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did during the Civil Rights Movement. Amen. You know, he was one of the greatest civil rights leaders of all times, and he said that, you know, he wanted us judged by the content of our character and not the color, color of our skin. skin. And he worked so hard. And he said in the songs that uh, used to be sang during the civil rights movement that we shall overcome. Well, Jeremy, to answer your question, I feel like I'm living proof that we have overcome. Mm. 
there are still some challenges out there, but you know, I refuse to disrespect the work of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and all of the civil rights leaders that some of them even lost their lives. I don't want to disrespect that work and say, oh, wow, you know what? We are not done yet. We, we have not overcome. I do not agree with that. Racism is a sin. I've heard it said many times that it's not the skin, it's the sin. Mm. It's a state of mind. And regardless of what our government tries to do, you're not going to legislate people into not having those biases, not having those issues. But as far as being black in America, there is, to me, no better place to be. If you work hard, you can overcome mm. So many of those stereotypes that are out there that prevent people from achieving. So, yes, I am absolutely convinced that racism is not a problem in America. As a matter of fact, and Jeremy, I am not into identity politics, but I'm going to go ahead and say this because I think it's important that I demonstrate that I not only talk the talk, but I walk the walk. My husband of almost 25 years is a white male. And he's from the state of Texas. And we've been together for a very long time. We have a great relationship, obviously. And so for me to be able to say that, I am totally convinced that when I say we have overcome, we've overcome. Martin Luther King Jr. said that he had a vision that the sons of former slave owners would sit down with the daughters and sons of former slaves. And we would all sit together at the table of brotherly love. Mm. I took it to a whole new level, obviously, <laughs> but we are sitting together at the table of brotherly love. And I'm just so disappointed that the media continues to try to perpetuate this idea that racism is such a huge problem in the United States of America. Well, let me let, let me read something to you from one of my guests or from one of the, the viewers here. Uh, Marilyn uh, Dockendorf says... I am an American Hispanic female who will turn 49 in August. The only reason racism exists today in 2021 is because white and black liberals are keeping it alive. What say you, Miss Vanessa Hicks Calloway? Well, like I said earlier, racism is a sin. And there are elements out there that are perpetuating this idea and this um, this discrimination against other people based on skin color. And so, yes, there are pockets of racism, unfortunately, that still exist within our country. And that's unfortunate. I cannot disagree with uh, Margaret, I believe her name is, going to be 49 soon. Yeah. I can't totally disagree with her. But in an instant like that, you really have to make a choice. Like Colin Powell said, racism has to be somebody else's problem. Mm. And you cannot make it your problem. You just have to continue on, show Christ, show the other groups. I call them other other groups of individuals that you're an American. You're an American first. You love your country. That's right. And try to kind of unify on those themes that bring us together, like the Constitution, the national anthem, our flag, all of those American ideals that should unify us regardless of our cultural backgrounds or races. Yeah, and the gospel. I always say it all the time. Amen, the, the gospel unites us, and people are afraid to say that, but I do not shy away from putting God first and putting God on the forefront of my mind and on my tongue, and I wear armor of God clothing. I will never, ever, ever, ever shy away from that, and I believe we're united through the gospel first. Amen, absolutely. God is not going to be concerned about, you know, what color our skin was. He wants to know what our soul is all about. Well, Are we saved? Have we, accept, have we accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior? doesn't matter what skin color you are. God is very creative. He didn't want us all to be the same. So he gave us different skin colors and different, we're male and female. And he made us some short, some tall. So because I believe God is the, the great artist that exists, the creator of this universe. He didn't intend for us to use it to strike out against each other. No, I agree. I agree 100%. So, um, so let me ask you, um, we, we had a lot of conversation down there. And uh, again, everybody in my audience right now is thanking you for your service and 100% thank you for your service. Uh, we talked about the, 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 the racism in America. We talked about how people are overcome. We, we, let's touch quickly on uh, how offended I am. And I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm about as white as you can be. How offended I am that the, 
the the left seems to think that black and brown human beings, because that's what we all are, are too stupid to get an ID to vote. Like like election laws or election or ID laws or what photo ID requirements are somehow racist because of fill in the blanks. I don't understand this. Right. You know, here's my response to that. You know, Barack Obama was elected. Okay, how'd that happen? Twice. You had, you know, twice. And so, obviously, you had people, minorities, and those that are not minorities, they managed to get to the polls. I'm just not buying this argument that we are somehow having our votes suppressed because there is an ID requirement. Yeah. You have to have an ID to do all sorts of things. And I just absolutely push back on that rhetoric. All it is is a tool to try to take control over our elections. And so, really, whether you're black or white, that should scare the heck out of you. Yeah, no. They are using this as an excuse to basically take over mm. our election process. And that, I'm sorry, it's a state function. It's not a federal function, and they're using this to try to completely take over by trying to convince people that we are oppressed. I'm not an oppressed voter. I've never had my votes suppressed. No, and you fought for this country, and you're a, and you're a, a family woman, and you're a wife, and you're an amazing person. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's it, the list goes on and on. So it's you're right. It's truly ah oh, the state of affairs. Anyway, um, I know. Jeremy, oh can yeah, I go ahead. One thing yes, in? I yes. just want to thank everyone who's thanking me for my service to this great nation. It certainly was an honor for me to be able to serve. So thank you so much. I appreciate your thanks. Oh, thank you, too. I mean, um, so I know that there was something else you wanted to touch on before we had you do that amazing rap that you did for me down in Texas, because that was awesome. I, me and you out there outside the bus, the bus is leaving, and we're rapping together, and the bus is leaving me, and I'm like, wait a minute. we got <laughs> But I know there's some other things you want to touch on. So go ahead. Uh, uh, this, is your, this, is your, uh, this is your show as much as it is mine right now. Why don't you go ahead? ahead and, and, and touch on the topics that you wanted to touch on uh, quickly before we get uh, get to the wrapping. How about that? Um, well, great. Thank you, Jeremy. Today is the National Day of Prayer. I wanted to touch on that. Mm. And I want to encourage everyone to consider praying for the nation today, our great nation. And, you know, the, the theme for the National Day of Prayer is to ask the Lord to pour out his love, his life, and his liberty. And I believe that the Lord has already done that. But we, the believers, we have to basically take advantage of what the Lord has already done. And we also need to realize that the battle is not ours. The Lord has already shed his blood, sent his son to die on the cross for Mm. us. Really, the battle has already been won in the supernatural realm. But in the natural realm, we have to be prepared to fight by praying without ceasing. We also have to be prepared to fight by living what I call a righteous life. The Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation. And so if we are going to pull our nation back up, we are going to have to do those things that are righteous. Stay married. Mm. Okay? If, if, if you're having a hard time in your marriage, get help. Get some counseling. But Christian families, we have got to stay together and be even more bonded. Mm. We've got to follow the Ten Commandments. Love God more than anything. Don't have any idols. Don't take his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day. Honor your mother and father. Don't be a murderer. Don't be a cheater by cheating on your wife. Mm. Don't be a thief. Don't bear false witness and don't covet. We have to get those fundamentals in place. And then finally, after you pray without ceasing, live a righteous life, we got to push back. We've got to let the left know that, hey, wait a minute. We've had it pretty good for over 200 years. We don't need, we don't need to replace our constitution with socialism and communistic rhetoric. We don't need to do that. We've got it pretty good, so we've got to push back. So, Jeremy, I appreciate you letting me touch on those things. And one other little thing is when, in the form of pushing back, I actually, I actually contact some of these corporations. I'll give you an example. Mm. Netflix, when they came out with that cartoon that depicted Christ uh, on the cross. Oh, yeah, that was sickening. That was sickening. Weapons. I'm sure you have spoken about Oh, yes, yep. I actually called them. I was polite. I was friendly. I showed Christ. I let the young lady know. She said I was being recorded. I said, that's fine. I let her know that it was blasphemy, that it was an insult to the Christians out here. I even complimented Netflix. I said, you have a great organization. You provide entertainment for the American people. But don't polarize. Don't attack our Jesus Christ. He is a deity to us. He is the Savior to us. And that's blasphemy. And then I prayed for her. I told her, look, I said, may God have mercy on your souls, those involved with that cartoon, because God will not be mocked. 
And now I'm just praying that God will have mercy on them. And then I challenged her. I said, will the next cartoon be on Muhammad? I doubt very seriously if they're going to disrespect Muhammad in that way. Mm. Why should they pick on Jesus Christ? No, I agree 100%. You would never see you would never see a depiction of Muhammad or any other uh false god um because they because you want to know why? Because because those gods are not real, so they're not a threat. That is why. They're not real, so they're not a threat. And of course they say the same same thing about our savior. Sure. However, but you and Jeremy, you and I, we know the deal. Mm. <laughs> we know that God is real. He is a savior. He created the universe. He's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And you know what? He's there for everyone. And the gift is free. All you have to do is believe. And remember Pascal's wager. Remember the wager that says, you know what? If we're wrong, even though I know we're not, we're not wrong. But if we're wrong, what do we have to lose? Right. But those of you out there that haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're taking on like an incredible amount of risk. You may want to rethink that. Yeah. Because and if you're wrong, that's a bigger yeah. risk. That's a bigger risk than taking that vaccine too. <laughs> exactly. In a place where you don't want to go. No, exactly. That's it's a... called hell. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and we, we don't break it down. We got to break it down, Jeremy. Hey, you know what I tell people when they say they don't believe uh, that Jesus Christ uh, existed? I say, okay, what year is it? And they go, what? And I go, tell me what year it is right now on any continent, on any, on any, on any soil, and any culture, and any religion. Tell mm-hmm. me what year it is. And they think about mm-hmm. that for a minute, and they're like. Oh, they don't want to say it. They don't want to say it. And then don't forget about C.S. Lewis, the C.S. Lewis challenge. Mm. He said, is, is Jesus Christ, is he Lord? Is he a lunatic or is he a liar? So when you ask that person that says, oh, well, Jesus Christ, he was a teacher. He was a prophet, etc." said, no, he was more than that. He's God. He's the great I am. Mm. And so if they don't agree, if they don't believe, then, then you have to ask, are you saying he's a lunatic? Are you saying that Jesus was a liar? And they'll they'll say, no, I'm not saying that. Then he's Lord. That's right. He's Lord. He's either lying or he's Lord. One of the two. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So, but but I love talking about Jesus Christ. Yeah. We, here's the thing, Jeremy. At the end of the day, God's not going to ask us when we give an account. He's not going to ask us how many degrees we got. He's not going to ask me how many years I spent in the United States military. He's going to want to know, what did I do to advance the kingdom of God? How many souls did you save? Mm. How many people did you influence for me? Did you advance the kingdom? And so I just love you, Jeremy, because you're out there. You are a warrior. You're getting the message out. You're letting people know you're saving souls, whether you realize it or not. You are on the ground. You are what I call moving out and drawing fire. And that's what we need. We need more Jeremy's out there. Well, I don't know if the world could really handle that, but I get what you're saying. (laughs) So, okay, we got a couple minutes, Vanessa. And uh, I wanted the I wanted the world to hear your ra- now. This is great, folks. You know she was a uh, you know she was in the military, and you know that the military is symbiotic with cadences. Okay, so and, and in hip hop and in rap, it's all about cadence. So I asked her off air if she would do that uh, cadence rap for us. She actually said she would. So, ladies and gentlemen, you are about to hear and a wonderful military cadence style rap. <laughs> From our own Vanessa Hicks Calloway. And then, Vanessa, when you're done, I'd like to say a prayer before letting you go, if that's okay. Okay, absolutely, Jeremy. All right, so let's hear it, Vanessa. Let's hear it. Okay, here we go. (laughs) This is called The American Dream. Mm. When America came into history, the founding father said it'd be for the brave and the free. So they signed their names on the dotted line and lost the greatest country of all times. It was Washington and Jefferson, to name a few, risking their lives for the red, white, and blue. Oh, say, can you see? It was for you and me. This American dream, American dream, all, 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 American dream, American dream, where all lives matter, wave the star-spangled banner. Oh, when in the course of human events we find these truths to be self-evident, that's declaration, constitution, revolution. We crush the crime, we wouldn't bow down, now grab your guns, because these colors don't run for the American dream, American dream, all, all, 
call American Dream, American Dream, where all lives matter, wave the star-spangled banner. Now let's talk about black history. We've come a long way since slavery. Frederick D., Christmas A., and Harriet T., you're like black gold, you left your legacy. Oh, slave, oh, slave, look what you've done for me. You shed your blood, you shed your tears for way too many years, but now we sit with God on high. You're like black diamonds, you light up the sky. Oh, no, your pain was not in vain. We're black, strong, and free, we are not in chains. For the American dream, American dream, all, all, all. American dream, American dream. Where all lives matter, wave the star-spangled banner. <laughs> well, all gave some, but some gave all. You'll find their names on the Vietnam Wall. Oh, yes, I'm talking about the military. They took that oath and know that freedom's not free. Oh, yes, I'm talking about the military. I took that oath and know that freedom's not free. That's Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. And when you add the Coast Guard, it's a fighting machine. That's Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. And when you add the Coast Guard, it's a fighting machine for the American dream, America. American dream, all, 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 American dream, American dream, where all lives matter, wave the star-spangled banner. Well, now it's up to you, what are you gonna do? The foundation's been laid and the price has been paid. I thank God Almighty for the son that he gave for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Oh, I don't know what you're gonna do, but I will always rise for the red, white, and blue. Yes, I will stand tall for the Texas tea. I'll never take a knee for old glory and the American dream, American dream, all, 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 American dream, American American dream, where all lives matter, wave the star-spangled banner. One more. Oh, say it out loud. I'm black and proud to support President Trump. I hope I draw a crowd. There's one more thing before I leave. I have to talk about DJT. He said he'd make America great again. So in 2016, God let him win. We were strong and safe and proud again. But wait, but wait, folks, that's not all. Trump launched the Space Force and built a mighty wall. So get on the Trump train and don't go left. Trump will put America first and will do his best for the American dream, American dream, all, all, all. American dream, American dream, where all lives matter, all lives matter, all lives matter, wave the star all lives matter wave the star spangled banner great job i love this country country too and i love i love what you said about donald trump okay uh one last thing can you please lead us out with a prayer and then we will make sure that we have you back on again vanessa but i want to i want you to lead us in a in a prayer on the way out if you if you so humbly would please I would be honored to, Jeremy. Heavenly Father, once again, we are so grateful to have the opportunity to come before your throne of grace. As we arrive at your throne, we acknowledge that you are God, the creator of this universe, the great I am. Lord God, we ask that you please forgive us of our sins, whether we committed them knowingly or unknowingly. Thank you for this great nation. We pray and we lift up leaders like Jeremy out there slugging it out and working hard. We pray for his family. We ask for a hedge of protection to be around him and all military personnel and first responders. Make that hedge of protection thick as steel, Lord God. Send your greatest guardian angels to protect them as they battle and fight. Our law enforcement fighting the close fight. People like Jeremy out there fighting the strategic fight. We need all of those warriors on the ground, Lord God. And on this national day of prayer, pour out your love, pour out your life, pour out your liberty upon this nation, Lord God. Let it just rain down. Let it flow. Let us accept that, Lord God. And Lord, I just want to pray. And I want to say thank you so much for all that you have done and all that you continue to do. And I pray that when the enemies come against us, and we know we battle not against flesh and blood, but we battle against principalities and dark places. But when those battles come to us, Lord God, remind us that we must put on the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the shoes so that we can walk in perfect peace, and the sword, your mighty word that will cut both ways. Lord God, put us on notice. Have us 
identify and examine ourselves, we the body of Christ, the Christian warriors, before we go out and engage the world. May we get it right first. And I just want to pray for this nation, Lord God, and for all that you've done for America and for this great country. And I'm going to step out on faith, Lord God, and say that the best is yet to be for the United States of America. That is our claim. And we pray this prayer in your darling son, Jesus' name, the name that is above every name, the name where every knee shall by your mighty name, in the name of Jesus Christ, we do pray. And let all those, all the listeners and Jeremy that agree with this prayer boldly say, Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so very much, Vanessa. I appreciate everything. And I just want to say you're welcome back anytime. Let's do this again. And I'm sure my audience loved you too. And uh, we'll see you soon, okay? Amen, brother. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Jeremy. Be blessed. And listeners, I love you. Thank you for listening and be blessed. All right. God bless you, hon. We'll talk soon. God bless you, sir. Yes, okay. sir. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there you go, folks. Vanessa Hicks Calloway, great woman, great soldier of God, great soldier for the United States of America, and uh, she's just wonderful. She truly is wonderful. We got about five minutes left, so I want to get to some news real quick. Um, uh, governor, murderer, sexually harasser, uh, sexual harasser, I should say, Andrew Cuomo, announces that the Yankees and the Mets will start uh, seating fans in vaccinated and unvaccinated sections starting May 19th, and they will offer a free ticket to a baseball game to those who get vaccinated at the stadium. Yeah, because that's where I want to go and get vaccinated, even if it was safe, was the Mets stadium. Yeah, let's go out and grab a beer, honey. Let's grab a hot dog. Let's get the kids all dressed up in their baseball gear. Let's put our masks on, and let's go out to the game, get shot in the arm with some experimental drug that's not even 100% approved by the FDA outside of emergency use, and let's watch a baseball game while we sit in one section and other people sit in another section. It's massive segregation. You're causing more division you're causing more hate and shade thrown from one side to the other and you should be ashamed of yourself not only for murdering over 15,000 elderly but also for sexually harassing um what nine ten women that we know of and also governor cuomo for segregating people by vaccinations disgusting you're going to cause more problems than you even know and it should not be done but what do you expect from governor andrew cuomo And, ladies and gentlemen, Twitter suspended the account of Elise Stefanix this morning. Elise Stefanix's communication director had his Twitter suspended today. And then Twitter came out and said, oh, it was an accident. Isn't it just funny, folks, that Twitter always accidentally, just accidentally suspends or removes a conservative, but it never happens to a liberal, it never happens to a Democrat, ever. But meanwhile, you got Nancy Pelosi, other Democrats, and rhinos all opining and coming to the aid of warmongering Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, and that is why Twitter decided to actually block the account for Elise Stefanik's communications director, because it just so happens to be that Elise Stefanik will be the one that takes the place of Liz Cheney. Now, here's some more good news, folks. I got some good news for you. Um, that letter that the DOJ they sent to Arizona, Maricopa County, and and to, to get the uh, to get the cyber ninjas to stop, to get the the Senate to stop doing the audit, trying to scare them, trying to intimidate them, probably will try to take it to a federal court by a federal judge who will try to stop it. But let me read a little bit to you. I think it's just a scare tactic because we all know in the Constitution, elections are states, not federal. They are states. Let me read this to you, okay? The, um, the, uh, there's... The Biden administration officials are attempting to insert themselves into an ongoing ballot audit despite lacking the authority to do so. The Arizona election audit is no stranger to opposition. On May 5th, proved no exception. The Civil Rights Division of the United States Department of Justice sent a letter to the Arizona Senate President Karen Fan expressing concerns over the review. Now, I reached out. I got some research. I reached out to some people, and I got this, and I, I definitely wanted to read this to you today. Give you a little bit of a peace of mind. The letter appears to be prompted by an April 
April 30th letter from the Brennan Center, a far-left liberal group to the Department of Justice, asking them to intervene in the audit. It appears that the DOJ took the Brennan Center's request to heart because their letter Wednesday asked for the state Senate's response to the concerns described herein, including advising us of the steps that the Arizona Senate will take to ensure the vi- that violations of the federal law do not occur. The United States Constitution grants the powers to oversee elections exclusively to state legislatures, meaning the federal government has no authority, ladies and gentlemen, they have no authority to get involved. Not one. The main issues raised were with regard to voting rights, especially for minority voters and the security of the facility, both of which have been easily addressed by the Senate. In fact, the letter did not include a single piece of factual evidence on which the DOJ could base their concerns. Furthermore, Democrats have sued the Senate four times in an effort to stop the audit and have failed every single time. They are 0 and 4. The Department of Justice's letter appeals to the exact same concerns of those raised in court already, meaning the Senate has four court opinions that they can send to the DOJ to refute their claims and say their concerns are baseless at this time. The fact that the DOJ sent the letter at all is odd given the strict constitutional differentiation from state and federal rights. It's a strange appeal that comes across as a Hail Mary from the Democrats looking to impede the audit. Like all previous attempts, however, this is also unlikely to be successful. Don't you love it when truth and God and reason and the Constitution is on your side, ladies and gentlemen? I know I do. So let's keep our eye on that and let's keep up the good fight. We got to hurry up and end the show. I do want to tell you guys, make sure if you go to MyPillow.com, put in the promo code LFA. Get yourself a huge discount. Help me and Mike Lindell. Uh, Go to the uh, JeremyHerald.com. Check out uh, some of the new gear. All of that helps the show and helps Family Farms. And if you can, please become a monthly donor right here on Live from America. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. I hope you liked it. I hope it was fun. I hope it was educational for you. I know it was for me. I know having her on was 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 a great guest. So remember, folks, there are right ways. There are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, and keep your chest out and your head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you all. And I will see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. Download that Rumble app. Let's try to make it as easy as possible for everybody to watch. I will upload this video. Like I said, it takes a good hour to get up there. So if you want to share this video, you'll probably have to share it again when the recorded video is up. Sorry about that. It's just what we got to go through. Love you all. God bless you. And I'll see you tomorrow for more Live from America. Have a great day, folks.